Well, grace, peace, and mercy be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, so we gather here today to be able to celebrate uh, kind of the end of our series. Remember, we are going through that book on uh, 1 John, and today really wraps everything up to kind of pull together this Easter season and be able to celebrate the ascension of our Lord. Remember, the whole theme that we had during this session over and over again uh, during the season of Easter was looking at a community, a place for us to belong. And I hope, again, this is what you know your church to be, uh, that this is what God wants you to know, that we are a family of believers gathered here together today. So let's take all those things we've learned over the past few weeks, or even if it is your first week here with us, that's fine too, because I guarantee you our God has something to be able to share with you. When I was younger, I used to watch the TV show Columbo with my dad. Anybody watch this program? Yeah, yeah, great program. It's got this detective, this homicide detective, that uh, he always wore this long trench coat, usually had like an unlit cigar. Uh, he drove this old car. He kind of acted like he didn't know what was going on, but he was super, super smart. And a lot of times when he was interviewing someone, uh, he would turn around and he'd begin to, to walk out of the room. And as you thought he was leaving, all of a sudden he would stop and he'd come back and he'd say, just one more thing, just one more thing. And he always started getting people wound up and caught as he would interview them. And today, in the gospel text that we have, John finishes out chapter 5 with just one more thing. He's walking out, finishing up, giving us a conclusion, and he gives you and I something special today. He starts to talk to us about a promise that God has made to us, a testimony that he is giving to us. Review with me that scripture passage that uh, Michelle read for us from 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. It says, we accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his son. Think about that. Whether it was in the TV show Columbo, a, a fictitious program, he had to go around and he had to interview different people to be able to receive their testimony, and that provided evidence for what happened. He would go to directly to the people who had seen, who had heard, who had experienced a certain event to be able to find out what the truth is. We do the same thing with Scripture. We go to God, and we look to the people who, who were with Jesus, who saw Jesus, who experienced Jesus, and we find out that the testimony, that's evidence that's there. This didn't just happen in the time of John or in a program like Columbo. It happens today within our culture, and it happens for us within the church. But in fact, the testimony that we look at today isn't just the testimony of people like you and me, people who are flawed, people who lie, sometimes, people who maybe just can't even remember the entire truth, but we look at the testimony of God. And so John says, here it is, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and in this life is in his Son. That's the, the main point uh, John delivers to us today, this, this piece of eternal life that you are allowed to have because of what God does for us. This is a big deal. Pastor Mark and I probably talk about eternal life or about salvation through Jesus every Sunday. You probably hear about it or see it in your devotions. But don't miss what that means for you. 
that the God of the universe has given you this special gift of eternal life. Let's look at that today and see what that gift kind of comes out as. Within this message, we look at different parts of testimony that God has given to us. And I wanted a way uh, for us to be able to remember it kind of easily today. And so kind of go along this journey with me. Maybe you saw recently, if you've looked at any news over the past uh, 12 months, this concept of a PPP loan, this, this Paycheck Protection Program. You've seen it before. And to tell you the truth, I don't care if you love this program. I don't care if you hate this program. I just want to use it as an illustration for us today to be able to, to, be able to look at. The Paycheck Protection Program put in place so small businesses, I don't care if you make uh, candles, jewelry, if you're a school, if you're a church, to be able to bridge the gap to get to another place. This loan, this offering, but actually it's something that even has total forgiveness that comes along with it when it's used well in the right capacity. So today, instead of just the testimony of man or just this paycheck, paycheck, paycheck protection program of man, I want us to look at, at God's loan that he has given to us. And so we're going to use that same concept, this PPP loan that God has given to you. And believe it or not, every point that we look at today is going to start with the letter Yeah, you guys are awesome. P, it's going to be super, super easy. So the first one is promise. Point number one. You don't even need to write these down. Point number one. It is a promise. A promise that God has given to you. I don't know if you heard it. It was in our text for today. A promise, again, a testimony that God himself delivers to you. He reiterates it. He says, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. God's promise to you. This isn't from me. This isn't from John. It is from God. A promise you have of eternal life. Why doesn't everybody believe this? Why why do we not have more seats filled here today or more people watching online? Why doesn't everybody believe in this promise that God has given? Maybe for some people, it doesn't seem to make sense. Something that is free? That doesn't seem like that can, could be the, the truth. Why would a, a God of the entire universe, that could do anything that he wanted to at any time that he wanted to, it's basically a big vacation, right? Why would he come down here and be with people like us in a situation like this? Could it really be free? Isn't it something that I have to do? That doesn't seem to make sense. Everything in this world I have to pay for, I have to do something for, I have to earn How could something so important, eternal life, be free? Many of us have probably gotten burned on something before. That investment you made that one time that didn't come to fruition. That friend that you relied upon or trusted on that didn't come through in the end. All these different things. All of us have had it happen. We even say it in our our, uh, society, right? We have a saying, if something sounds too good to be true then it probably is, right? There's all different things. And maybe it's just something normal in your life. Something normal that just hasn't gone right. It happens in my life, big things, little things. Last week, I ordered flowers for my mom to be delivered to her house. She lives in, lives in California. Last week was Mother's Day. If you didn't know that, you were in big trouble. <laughs> ordered some flowers to be delivered. Ordered them ahead of time. Uh, paid extra to make sure they arrived on Mother's Day. 
picked out some nice flowers that I thought she would really like, the colors that she really likes, wrote a nice card to be delivered uh, with the letters, and so Sunday came, and I called my mom on Mother's Day, and I talked to her, FaceTime with her and my dad, and uh, she never said thank you, so I said, uh, something's not right. I said, Mom, did you, did you get the flowers that I sent you? No, no, no flowers. No flowers arrived on Sunday. No flowers arrived on Monday. No flowers arrived on Tuesday. Finally, the flowers arrived on Wednesday. They arrive on Wednesday. The card is not there that they came in. Instead of coming in the vase that they came in, they came in a box that they arrived in. I was just happy that they got there. And I said, oh, Mom, I'm so glad they got there. In fact, these, this is the exact arrangement I ordered online to be sent to my mom. And this is the one that arrived. <laughs> Again, this is the arrangement I purchased. And this is the one that arrived. I'm not going to tell you what company it was. It might rhyme with 1-800-POWERS, though. <laughs> We've all been there. When, when you've gotten burned, you've invested in something that just haven't, hasn't come to fruition. And see, the, the promises of the world try to do the same thing that God does. They want to be able to walk away and just in a moment's notice just turn and say, you know what, just one more thing. Just one more thing. I know you're struggling with alcohol, but man, just one more drink. You know, I know you're struggling with some of that stuff you're looking at online, but just one more time, and then, and then no more. Then, then no more. You know, if you just had a house that was just a little bit bigger, just a little bit bigger, then that would be it. Your job. Man, if you could just have a job that made a little bit more money, you, you wouldn't have to worry about anything. All these one more things, these one more things promises that, that we hear over and over and over again. The testimony of God today is different. Look what he provides for us in that promise, that first point. He provides for us the promise of eternal life. The promise of eternal life. Don't miss that. Don't let it be just something that rattles off our tongues. Live it. Enjoy it. Be a part of it. Point number two, prayer. Prayer. This is a, a great gift that is on loan from God, one that I don't think we use enough. It's one that maybe we think about it a little bit, we use it here and there, prayer, a great gift that God has provided for us. John describes it this way in our reading for today. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. Have confidence in prayer, he says. Have confidence. On Tuesday, uh, myself and Pastor Mark and the rest of the staff sit in this room uh, right here. We meet for our staff meetings and we uh, circle up with some chairs right here. And after we go through different ministry plans and what's coming up in the week, uh, Pastor Mark usually has us conclude in prayer and usually asking prayer for one another. So this week was no different. We finished asking for a prayer for one another, and his rule this week was pray for the person to your left of what they said and what they asked for. So we're going around the circle, and we get a little over halfway through the circle, and one of my uh, coworkers and great friends says, 
I want to pray for the, the safety of Pastor Jeremy and Pastor Mark. And it stood out to me because I was not sitting uh, to her left, directly to her left. I was not the person she was supposed to pray for, but she, she put that in there anyway. Uh, about 80 minutes later, we had gone back to the office. I'm over there finishing up work, and I'm done for the day, and I'm headed out. There's a side door over there. I walk out usually at the end of the day, and I'm walking out there, and I trip over something right there, and I don't know what it is. I take a couple steps out the door. Most of the doors have automatic closers on them, and so it was closing, and I was taking off, and I noticed the door didn't close all the way. And that happens sometimes. A rock will get stuck in the weather stripping or something. I got to kick it out. So I go over there to kick the rock out of the weather stripping, and I grab the door, and I, and I pull it open. I don't know if you know this, rattlesnakes don't like their tail caught in doors. <laughs> they don't like that. And he, he darted right into the office. He was going, I think he wanted like some forgiveness. He was going toward Pastor Mark's office. <laughs> but uh, I, I am super certain that I should have gotten bit once when I kicked that guy. And, I, and I'm pretty certain I should have gotten bit twice after I opened the door and he was right in front of me. And I didn't get lucky, but somebody prayed for me, for my safety. Now, prayers don't always get answered like that, not that fast. If it would have been Pastor Mark, I mean, who knows? No. <laughs> prayers don't always get answered in the way that we want, exactly in the manner. I don't think my friend knew what she was praying for. She knew she was praying for safety, but she did. All of the prayers that we have, though, are always answered by God. And we have one super key caveat that the Lord gives to us today. Uh, did you see that phrase in there? Do we need to pray according to his will? These aren't the things that I want. These aren't even just the things that, that I think should happen because I think they're good, Lord. But I pray all of these things according to your will. Are you doing this? Please take note today of the people that are on your left and your right, in front of you and behind you, whether they're your family or not. There's a couple of people here I see today. It's their first time ever being here. I hope somebody introduced themselves to them today. Uh, I hope somebody sees them. Even if you don't know your na their name, I hope you pray for them today. I promise you God knows their name. You can say, that, that gentleman that I saw today that was sitting there in the striped shirt, that's the one, Lord, that I'm lifting up to you today. Pray for each other. Remember, this is a community we're talking about in this series. Pastor Mark just had the people come up here about this building project. If you want to talk about a time that we're under a lot of pressure and a lot of different attacks, uh, this is going to be it. We're talking about expanding God's ministry to be able to reach people in the community. Are we taking that second point, that prayer that God has given to us on loan from him, and are we really using it to its full potential? Number three, protection. God promises to be able to give us uh, protection in all things. This is the scripture passage from John. He says, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who is born of God keeps them safe, and the evil one cannot harm them. Now, this doesn't mean that you and I as Christians uh, don't sin, that we never sin. It does mean that we attempt the best of our ability to live 
the law of the Lord, to be able to live through his spirit, to be able to serve our fellow man, and to be able to worship our God in everything that we do. You're not perfect, I'm not perfect, but the one who is, is perfect. He is the one that has been sent to this earth for us, to be able to keep us safe. That's what John highlights in that passage. He says, they're going to keep all of my children safe. This is what God comes to do, to be able to sound, sound, surround us in this, this time of protection so that we don't have to focus on all those problems of the world, but we can focus on him. What this verse is not saying is not saying that uh, God is going to keep you from financial turmoil or ruin. That's going to happen for some of us. What it is not saying is, is that you are never going to have a relationship problem in your life in any way. What it is not saying is, is that you and your, your spouse are going to be completely healthy no matter, no matter what you do, that God's always going to take care of that. No, what it says is, is the one who is perfect is going to hold our hand during every moment we face, every problem that we're up against. He's going to keep us safe. There's a lot of people in our family here and within the world that are struggling with so many different things. We need to be able to share with them who God is and what he has come to do to be able to protect them, to be able to keep them safe. Take these three things today, this promise of eternal life that God gives to you, these prayers that you were able to lift up to our Lord to communicate with him on behalf of you and on behalf of your friends and even strangers. Take this final point here of being able to, to have this protection that God has and share that with people who need to be protected. And finally, as God closes up for us today with this testimony that he shares unto you, he's, he's looks like he's walking away. There's nothing else there. That's what happens in the story of the gospel when Jesus is hanging on that cross and, and our Lord turns around on, on Easter morning and he gives us one final thing, just one more thing. He gives us that pardon. He gives us that complete forgiveness of sins. You see, God's testimony is, is so powerful that his word and his son cure all of those things that we're up against. He saw this, this crime of sin that occurred in our lives and this debt of death that we have incurred because of it. And so God takes that evil one, that perpetrator, and he locks him up and puts him away, and he gives to you and I that fulfillment of that promise in his one and only son, Jesus Christ our Lord. So today, because of that pardon that you have, because of that promise that was given unto you, live as his community. Live as his family. Don't be bashful, but be bold about sharing this great gift that we have been given to in Christ. I'll pray for that for you today, and I hope you pray for that for me as well. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for the gift that you have given to us uh, through Jesus Christ for being able to deliver such a great promise, even in the Garden of Eden, right after sin has occurred. Uh, Lord, we thank you for being able to allow us to communicate with you in prayer and being able to hear and speak with you, especially on the behalf of others. Make us bold to do that uh, this week. Lord, we thank you for the protection that you have surrounded us with in so many different ways, whether that be a guardian angel or even the people that are here on this earth that do this with us. 
And finally, Lord, we thank you for that pardon that you have provided, uh, that forgiveness of sins that can never be repaid, uh, but something that is not just on loan for, for us, but something that gives us totally just a life of, of forgiveness. And so bridge the gap, Lord, from us now until this time of eternity that we spend with you in heaven and allow us to know of that great promise that we are called to share with all those around us. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen.